Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for hitting the subscribe button, the download button, or whatever button it is that you press to listen to the radio show, The Aftermath. We definitely appreciate it. Got M16 and Easy hanging out with you. Easy, what's up, man? How's it going? What's going on, man? Um, I'm not sure what other button you're referring to when you're talking about how they find us, and I'm not sure if I want to know. Um, Or they could use our link tree. Link tree. Uh, slash it's the radio show. It's got all our digital properties all in one spot. So whatever you use, whether you're an Android user and you use Google or you're somebody who is an Apple person like we are and you want to use Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever, you can find us all right there. But we definitely appreciate y'all checking us out. The Aftermath, where we talk to the interesting people, the interesting guests, and easy. Uh, Today is no different. Um, We're going to be talking to a great working DJ, a radio personality, hell, she'll even prepare your taxes. And that's facts. That's not me playing games. That's actual facts. We're talking to DJ Shiny coming out of Chicago. And what we do with our guests is give them the high-budget, insanely expensive applause to bring them on the air. Insanely expensive. DJ Shiny, what's going on? Hello. How is everybody doing? We we hanging in trying to stay cool because it's you know these summer days are scorching hot everywhere, so just trying to uh, you know maintain you know it's a you know pandemic going on out there so we're trying to do our best to stay afloat. But yeah. we plan on having some fun with this interview, getting to know you for sure. So, I'm excited to be uh, here. I haven't been on your show in years, so I'm I'm pumped. I'm pumped. Well, let's let's keep that energy and let's jump right into it. So with this, I wanted to begin with your start with music, like the love for it, the passion for it. Where did that come from? So um, I'm going to point to my parents, um, my mom, my dad, my stepdad. Uh, I was raised with my mother and my stepfather, uh, my father was uh, like 40 minutes away. Uh, we had an amazing relationship. I just didn't grow up with him. But um, I remember as a as a little tiny, tiny DJ Shawnee um, 
being at my dad's place and seeing an entire wall of records and being like, oh, what is, I don't know what that is, but I think I need to know what that is. Um, and then when I lived with my mom and my stepdad, my stepfather is a, uh, guitarist. So he's known for playing reggae guitar and he's done that since before I was born. Um, so there was a lot of reggae in my house all the time. Uh, and my mother doesn't play any instruments, uh, like my father didn't play any instruments, but she has a great ear for music. Um, and from her, I got a lot of jazz, a lot of Zydeco, uh, from my dad, I got funk soul. Um, yeah, so that, those three, uh, people influenced, uh, my, the foundation of the music that I, that I like and play. Cool. So you have like, it's like, I guess you could say like a, a buffet of, musical genres that you were introduced to, uh, you know, throughout your youth. And so that led to, you know, your love of music. And then as you sort of evolved into that, you had a creation of your own radio show back before there were all these podcasts and all, you know, all this other stuff. So you had the creation of your radio show, the groove temple. So it, you know, it's concept and, and how it's been able to maintain over several incarnations over the years. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, so um, when I was 17, give you a little background, when I was 17, uh, my best friend, shout out to David Chavez, we're still homies to this day, um, for his first underground party, uh, it just happened to be on my 17th birthday, I went to it, and it was nothing like I'd ever seen before. All kinds of people with all kinds of hair colors and big, big pants and tattoos and piercings on the face. And it was my first rave. Um, and that like totally excited me and shocked me and intrigued me to the point where I was like, I'm going to keep going back to these parties. I ended up joining his crew, throwing parties with him, then went to another crew, uh, all within the the time of, like, junior, senior, and in, in, in high school. Um, then I start college at Loyola University, and I see that there is a uh, an option for, you know, at the beginning of the school year where there's all these clubs and sororities, and they're, like, trying to recruit people. Um, I was never a sorority chick, nothing against sororities or fraternities. That's just, that's just not my thing. I've always been into music, language, travel, that's all, and, and money eventually. But, um, so I signed up for the radio show, uh, the radio station rather, and they didn't call me back and I was crushed because I had this whole idea, I had a name, I'd already been working for this record store in Chicago called Gramophone Records for a while, and I, I had this whole concept. And then I tried again the following year, and I was like, ah, they better call me back. And lo and behold, they did. Uh, on all of the equipment, 
And my show launched, I want to say it was like May 15th or 19th in 1999. And my time slot was 2 a.m. to 6 a.m., which I didn't think anybody would be listening. Uh, Then they changed me from 11 to 2. Uh, The 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. was Friday mornings. Then they switched me Saturdays after the Hip Hop Project and before the gospel showcase. So it ended up being a Saturday evening of black music, which, you know, I think every radio station in the country needs that for sure. Um, uh, so it was 1130 to 2, and then it was 11 to 3, and then it ended up being midnight to 4 a.m. every Saturday. Yeah, and I produced it. Um I was I answered the phones, I researched the parties that were going on. And for those of you who don't know about Chicago, you could go out to the club RIT Nightlife in Chicago. Uh clubs closed anywhere between two and five in the morning. And that was a legal thing. So my show ended at four. Like when it ended at two, I would have three hours to go and kick it to different clubs and then when it was at three I had two hours and so I was able to kind of network and I would give away um, uh, guest list privileges for anyone that called uh, and told me a joke. That was my rule. You call me, you tell me a joke that's not racist or sexist, and I laughed, and then I'll give you a plus one at whatever uh, event is happening. And I did that for a long, long, long time. I did it for about 17 years. Um, I moved, gave it to a group of people who unfortunately got fired because Mm. if you ever are going into radio, just know that it's illegal to drink in the studio and on air. And that's all. And you just can't do that. You can't do that. You can't drink on air. You can't drink in the studio. And you have to follow SCC protocol. Like you have to do drops. You have to say, you're listening to WLUW 88.7 FM Chicago, whatever the case may be, but you have to do these things legally. Um, so anyone, anyone that's listening out in the podcast land, if you want to transition to radio, make sure that, you know, you follow protocol because you can have a great idea, but if you don't follow protocol, then it'll be dead in the water. So I need this out the advice. Drink your booze after you do your show and make sure you identify <laughs> what you're doing like I'm going to do right now. We are talking to DJ Shiny. She is a, you know, she's a working DJ, radio personality, tax preparer. We'll get into that as well, all right? You can uh, find her at djshiny.com. You're listening to the radio show, The Aftermath. Easy. You got something for DJ Shiny. DJ Shiny, what's going on? How you doing? I'm doing good. Hey, so uh, my question for you is talk us through your game plan as you're preparing to DJ an event or uh, whatever you want to call it, a party, whatever the case may be. Walk us through how do you prepare, what's the game plan, what does it look like? Yeah, so it. I'm known for playing deep house. Unfortunately, there's not a lot of black people in the South that understand what that means. I'm on a mission to learn all my play cousins 
about the intricacies and the beauty of Deep House. Um, but if people don't want me to play house music, then they will say, we're not really into that. And then uh, I'll play like down tempo, lo-fi, uh, R&B, but from like other parts of the world or classic R&B or classic hip hop, like tribes and all of this. So it depends on uh, what genre the person who's hiring me wants me to play. Once I get that, and if I've never been to the venue, uh, then I go to the venue because I want to, like I always do this, I want to see what other people are seeing. Uh, I usually stay in the middle of the room, in the corners, just to kind of get a feel um, of 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 what would work, you know, I mean, I, I have a lot of music. I've been doing this for over 21, 22 years or so. And that's, I still do that. Like I still have to go um, and check out the venue. And based on that, you know, I'm always on the search for that, that sound, you know, for me, that means uh, my goal or my, uh, how do you say, um, my target area is between the mid-neck and the mid-thigh. So I want shoulders to move. I want hips to move. And so whenever I'm picking songs for a set, that's what I think about. I mean, it's it's always going to be groovy if it's hip-hop or house music or whatever. But... Uh, yeah, I just, I just kind of piece things together. And the other thing is I never pre-program my sets. There's a lot of DJs that are like, okay, I have an hour to play. I'm going to play these 20 songs. This is my first song. This is my second song. And personally, I think that's, um, inauthentic, um, because you can plan, until you're blue in the face, but it, in my opinion, DJs are supposed to feed off of the audience. So, and based on radio, my radio experience, I could rock a party if there's five people or 500 people. Because when I was in the radio, I had no feedback. There were no windows, there were cobwebs, there were not dust bunnies, but dust gorillas in the corner. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> so I had to create, I had to create uh, an experience. So I'm very, I mean, maybe it's easy to do that, but the ones who specifically started on vinyl and the ones who did vinyl and CDJs and flash drives and Serato and all of this stuff and Ableton, we, I personally think that it's, that we shouldn't be pre-programming. Now I will bring some songs that I'm like, this is a banger. I know I'm going to need to put this like at the last 30 minutes of my two or three hour set or however long. So I, I group things, but I don't plan them chronologically. So my next question was, um, what is the coolest event that you were ever a part of or that you ever DJed? Because of the pandemic, this is the first time in like 15, 20 years that it got canceled. Um, but it started off as 
a small block party that was started by a black-owned jewelry store in the Wicker Park area or neighborhood of Chicago. Shout out to Eric Williams for having the vision and executing it magnificently. Uh, So the block party just started off as like literally one block uh, and uh, then it kind of spread and it ended up being basically it started at noon, ended at 10. All ages, uh, you can bring your dogs, your kids, uh, children and adults playing double dutch. Children and adults uh, just doing arts and crafts. Um, and always music, always music. Usually in the in the daytime, it was um, like it could be uh, Mexican uh, folklorico or Afro-Cuban capoeira. Uh, shout out to Gigante Capoeira. Um, uh, rock, uh, hip hop, but it always ended in house music. So like the last four to five hours, house music, uh, very, 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 very reputable DJs, Joe Clausel, Ron Trent, um, Danny Krivitz, um, and Chicago has some of the most amazing house DJs in the world, you know, we're some of the best DJs, and I say we not that I'm the best, but I do come from that, I'm cut from that cloth, so every city has a... A, a style of DJ like New York DJs play differently than DJs from DC and Chicago DJs play differently from Detroit DJs and thus and such. But um, it was amazing. And now they moved to Hyde Park. Uh, the store moved to Hyde Park and it went from that one tiny block to about a one mile radius. And uh, stores in that one mile radius participated. So if you owned uh, a restaurant in that one mile radius, then a DJ would be playing from 10 to 6, like different DJs. Uh, if you owned a clothing store um, or a, a, clothes, uh, a jewelry store or a record store. So um, that's my favorite party. That's the the one honestly reason why I would go back to to Chicago every year um, is like a family reunion for me of sorts and everybody's welcome. It's just a great, great party. And plus I live in a, a city that is not very black. Um, I live in Austin, Texas and where I live in Austin, um, as my home girl would say, I'm always looking for the, the chip in the cookie I'm always trying to find, like, the black people. I start to see more black people here. But when I go back for the Silver Room Black Party, it just it feels so good. I've played it, uh, I don't know, six, seven, eight, nine times. Um, it's a great event. If you're ever in Chicago and once we're done with this pandemic, uh, everyone should go. And it's free. You don't have to pay anything. You just have to be there, be cool, and just hang out. We just have to beat the Rona first before it gets safe. Cause who who knows when that's gonna gonna happen? Um, uh, again, we are talking to DJ Shiny, great DJ, radio personality, among many other things. Find her work or information about her at DJShiny.com. 
All right, so I want to try to bring a little bit of uh, maybe it, this can be humorous, but when have have you ever been doing a set and thought you killed it and it ended up like falling flat? Has that ever happened to you where you're like, oh, I got this, no problem, and then you do it and it's like, okay, that didn't turn out the way I thought it would. Um, it's usually the opposite. It's usually like this is crap, and I'm like walking away from the table with my tail in between my legs and. Uh, I record all of my sets. I don't care where they are, if they're for however long. I bring my handheld recorder and I record everything. And so when I listen back, I'm like, oh, and it's pretty tight. Or I'm like, eh, you know, there are times, you know, I'm, I'm let me take that back. There are times when I'm like, oh yeah, I'm never releasing this mix ever to anybody, ever. Yeah, but those are very far and few in between. Most of the time, it's like, oh, I think I did a bad job, and then I listen, and I'm like, oh, my God, who's this? Oh, it's me. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so that's a good way of looking at it because a lot of times artists are the most critical of themselves when they do work. Uh, to other people, it might be a masterpiece, but to them, it's like, no, nah, I didn't put my best foot forward with that. So for you, it's like you feel like you put something together that I'm not going to say was hastily done, but it's like, I don't know if this is my best work, and people are like, oh, my God, this is the best thing I've ever heard. So that's got to be like a confidence booster when you feel like you're not, you haven't given everything you could, and it's still good enough to get people interested. Thank you for saying that. Um, I, there's only two, in my personal opinion, well, no, there's only two Deep House DJs that play the kind of music that I play, and I'm one of the two. So I think that just because of location, I think I'm at a at a pretty decent advantage. Um, I play as of late, and when I say as of late, in the last like five years or so, I play a lot more um, Afro house. Uh, I used to do African dance when I was a shorty, like four, five, six, seven. And didn't realize that also had something to do with my influence on the music that I like to play. Um, and I think that, like, for anyone that's an aspiring DJ or that's, like, it's always in the back of your head, just do it and record your sets because that is the only way, in my opinion, that you improve. Because when you're doing the set live, you can't really experience it. You know what I'm saying? Like you are working. You have to uh, avoid or maybe not avoid, but be aware of the drunk person that is asking you to play Don't Stop Believing," or, you know, someone that walks up to you who's also drunk. It's like, do you know who Sarah is? I don't know who Sarah is. I'm working right now. So these are things that you have to, like, you, it's like you got to play Kung Fu. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to, but you, and, and in playing Kung Fu, you have to be very zen, and you have to create, like, a bubble around yourself. Uh, sometimes it can be difficult when those things happen and when equipment is a little wonky. Uh, sometimes things in the skies can make things a little wacky, mercury, retrograde, full moon, all that kind of stuff. So um, you just have to kind of take a deep breath and just just focus and be very zen 
I say a little prayer every time I play, before I play, every time. I take tons of deep breaths, and then I'm like, I'm good. You go out there and, and make your make your magic. Now, I wanted to switch gears with you here for a second, because some people might know, and I'm, I mean, I mentioned this in introducing you, that some people who know about your work, but not everyone you come in contact with knows that not only are you a DJ, but you're a tax professional, a legitimate tax guru. How mentally demanding is a job like that? You know, like, I hate math. I mean, you know, was, was, how do you feel about math? Do you like math? Because was, that was not my subject in school, man. What about you? Was that something you liked in school? Nah. So, so how do you deal with that? Because, like I said, the two of us, we hate math. So how are you dealing with numbers and calculations, figures, and all that stuff? Tell us about that. So um, it is a little interesting that a working DJ also owns a tax firm. Um but I kind of look at it as using both sides of my brain. Um, I've always been the kind of person that's that's very curious. Uh, as a kid, I'd be on the bus with my mom, see somebody eating something. Excuse me, what is that? <gasps> did you make it? Did you buy it? You made it? How did you know how to make it? Your grandmother taught you? So I've always been very curious. And, like, asking questions on questions on questions because if someone says something to me or gives me their take, I want to know all about it. Like, I want to really understand where they're coming from. Now, in terms of math, so I went to a prestigious school. Again, shout-out to Latin School Chicago. Um, Very intense private school that starts in pre-K and ends in at senior year of high school, um, I uh, I had a 3.75 out of a 4.0. And the only class that I failed was geometry. I took a bunch of AP classes. That's the only class I failed, geometry. Um, probably had to do with the instructor, probably. But I was very against math. And then when I went to college, I had to take a math class, and I decided to take a computer class. Did not like that either. But then I realized that, okay, I come from a family of creative people and teachers. I don't come from a family of doctors and lawyers uh, and government workers. I come from creatives and teachers. Okay. What do creatives and teachers have in common? They're broke. Yes. Okay. That's cool, but I don't want to be broke. Okay. So how do I not be broke? Oh, I got to learn about math. Okay. So my father passed away. I was looking through the paper. This is when I lived in California, and I saw a full-page ad for H&R Block. And I said I went to the land school of Chicago. I could probably just take this class and it would be a breeze. And it ended up being true. Um, I worked for H&R Block for seven years, uh, five as a manager, two as a non-manager, and, like, six as, like, an assistant teacher. And maybe four as a teacher. I did a lot of stuff for H&R Block. Um, I speak French fluently also, and I was able to get clients that spoke those languages um, 
And then I realized something. Yeah, so uh, seven years, first year, not a manager, last year, not a manager. In between that, I taught the tax class. I was a manager. A manager pulled me away from pulling reports from my staff to show where they could improve, to teach me how to line a garbage can with a garbage bag. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, I'm dead serious. Okay. And I said, oh, yeah, I got to go. So uh, I resigned as a manager on the spot, went straight to, back to being a tax pro, um, and then a couple of years later started my own business. <clears throat> I didn't, I knew that, you know, I would have to start from the bottom because, you know, I could not grab, put the word out there and I've been doing it for the last five, six years, uh, Bear Tax Consulting. Um, a lot of my clients, the bulk of my clientele uh, is is cr- the creative, right? So, Aver Tax Consulting focuses on the creative individual, the one who makes things with their hands, um, which, what, whatever happens between their brain and their hands, and they make money from it, that's who, that's the bulk of my clientele. So, Quick break here and play a song real fast and see if we can uh, figure out what's going on with that. Uh, we're going to play a quick song uh, here from Joe S. and Sean. Uh, this song is called Face to Face. We're going to play this real quick, try to figure out what's going on with these audio issues, and then we're going to continue our interview with DJ Shiny. All right? We'll be right back in just a second. You're checking out the radio show, The Aftermath. Hiding behind a text and a DM. All the shade and the subs, yeah, I see him. Entertaining a new friend, yeah, I see him. Hope he know that your love gon' redeem him. And even with your glass heart, I was hoping to be him. Getting all your attention, and you crossed with a demon. Why am I even feeling? Let you into my bloodstream screaming. I'm holding on to these minutes like I'm dreaming. Don't wait me. But where's the love? I don't think that 
Welcome back to the radio show, The Aftermath. We appreciate you checking out this great interview with our special guest, DJ Shani. You just checked out a song from S and Sean. So make sure you can, uh, you can, it was Face to Face that we played by S and Sean. And that's available on Tidal, Spotify, uh, Apple Music, wherever you stream your music, you can find that. So make sure you check that out. All right. So again, we are talking to great DJ, radio personality, and we were learning that uh, she's also a tax professional, DJ Shiny. You can check her out at djshiny.com. So in switching gears again, because your story has so many chapters and, and many different layers to it, so a bit of a situation where it's unfortunate for you. Unfortunately, you suffer from multiple sclerosis, MS for people for short. Can you tell the listeners, because there may be people that are checking this out that have this condition that, you know, they feel alone, they don't know, or and then there are also some people who don't really know what goes on with that. So can you tell the listeners what that is and what it is, what it's like living with that day to day? Yeah, um, <clears throat> I'm I'm always happy to talk about MS because um, it's a part of my story and um Put it to you this way: If it weren't for Claire Huxtable, I would not be fluent in Spanish. You understand? So she gave me the confidence to be like, "Oh, I want to learn Spanish uh, and be comfortable in learning Spanish." So 
I'm I'm doing my Claire Huxtable to the world, uh, specifically black women, black people in general that that were just diagnosed with MS, uh, and you know don't really understand. Have the least uh, uh, egregious one. It's relapsing, remitting, um, and can be difficult. So it's basically the the deterioration of the myelin sheath and the myelin sheath is the covering of the nerves. So the covering of the nerves is damaged and on your brain. Um, that's just what it looks like. Uh, the only way that you can determine that is if you have an MRI, which they are very loud if anyone has ever had one, it's super loud. Um, bring earplugs. Um, and uh, it manifested in, for me, in not being able to see um, and also not being able to walk very well. Um, it can manifest in many different ways for many different people. Um, and I've had it for about seven or so years. Wait, let me think. Uh, my mother, sir, uh, I was always taught that to never trust a white man and his medicine based on the Tuskegee experiment and black people in general just being used as uh, guinea pigs, um, but only if it is to save your life. That was the caveat that I was taught. Um, I was on medication for a little bit and I, spirit told me, you don't need to take that medicine, but you can do it if you want. And then I looked at the side effects closer because, you know, when you're sick, you one medication that I was on and now I survive, um, with a gluten-free diet. I don't eat fast food. I don't remember the last time I ate fast food. Um, I make everything myself. I eat a lot of uh, green stuff, a lot of salads, so much organic stuff. Um, And if there are people that are listening that are on food stamps, you can totally use your food stamps to get organic. So don't feel like you can't afford it. And especially people that live in hot weather climates, um, since no one's really going to work or their hours are cut, I recommend that you start growing your food. Um, I work out every morning, uh, which is really overnight, can be uh, daunting and discouraging and sad and depressing. Um, But because I know that I am capable because of my past of being an athlete, I said, okay, I understand muscle memory. And so I just started working out in my house, Russian twists in the morning, uh, modified sit-ups, or sorry, modified push-ups, uh, squats, um, you know, stuff like that. And I think the most important thing that people with MS need to know is that you have to keep moving. Like you have to move your body so that your body doesn't have atrophy, doesn't get atrophy. And uh, you're probably going to 
cry your butt off through it, but you got this. You got this. Learn something with that. I mean, and knowing you, knowing you obviously, and talking uh, to you about your condition in the past and everything, I didn't know that exercise was so important to this particular disease. Like, so basically, being still is a detriment. So you have to be active. So is this something? You're saying that you're doing it daily, but is it recommended that you do things several times a day, or like how, how does that work as far as being active? Is that several times a day, or just once a day is probably good enough? For me personally, again, there's four different types of them. Um, I have a whole morning routine. I uh, well, if my body is able to uh, work out multiple times a day, then I will easily do that um but it's a very individual it's not like a one it's like not like a one solution fit all kind of uh uh disease right so for me it manifests in my vision and in my limbs there are some people and i have no pain i've never had any pain whatsoever i've just had an ability to um move arms uh move limbs and and to see but i've never been in pain there are some people that are always in pain and those i feel really sorry for those people and i wish that i could come up with a solution for them your body is able to the bathroom and you become incontinent, you know what I'm saying? Like, and you have to wear diapers. Um, maybe work on your arms, you know? Like, I don't, it, it depends. It, it just, it, it's it's very different. Again, it's not a one-size-fit-all type of um, disease. But I recommend being as, uh, move as much as you can. Even though, like I said, you're gonna you're gonna cry. Well, I can't speak for everybody, but I started crying because I started to remember who I used to be and what I used to be able to. So I'm not cursing now, but mind truck if there was one. Um, that's not a one size fit all solution. But active, being I mean, active, at least if you can try to do that, then I totally recommend it. So I can say it for you since you're no longer cursing, but what you what you would probably want to say is I had to remember who the fuck I was, okay, <laughs> who I am. Exactly. <laughs> right. And I that's, that's right. So folks in life have to, you know, when you're going through something, whether it's MS or something else that keeps you down, use this as a soundbite and remember just exactly who you are. You You got it in you, so go make it happen. It's right there for you. So – I got one more last one here, and then we can play our uh, game here with you. One of the questions I had, you had already alluded to it, which was advice that you gave to up-and-coming DJs. But um, if you can tell the people where they can find you online, do you have any current gigs that are lined up, uh, like for people who might be uh, checking you out in the Austin area or surrounding areas that you might be traveling, tell us what you got going on and also uh, where we can find some of your mixes because you sent me one not too long ago and I've been listening to that thing almost every day for weeks so please nice. let them know yeah so uh, djshawnee.com 
slash music. Um, I at this very moment, I have uh, I want to say uh, in the, since the quarantine, I have five new mixes, and these are all mixes that I did live um, because you know I. I had two residencies. I had Friday nights and and Saturday nights, and none of the venues are open because of the Rona. Um, But I've been fortunate enough to have people and organizations reach out to me that I really believe. I am going to do something uh, connected to um, my Instagram and all the things. Uh, I'm very Instagram heavy, very, very Instagram heavy. So DJ Shawnee is my Instagram, DJ S-H-A-N-I. Um, the group temple is the group temple. That's my handle on Instagram. T H E G. Oh, it's breaking up again. The group temple. T H E G R O O V E temple. T E M P L E. The group temple. Um, is that's your handle on Instagram? Is it, did I get that right? Um, yeah, and then uh, my tax business, htc.llc, is uh, I, I kind of cross-promote from HTC and DJ Shawnee, but the Groove Temple is its own uh, entity. Um, and I encourage any person, specifically any black person or BIPOC that's listening to this, do what your spirit is telling you to do and do not listen to the haters as the children say. Sometimes you are your own hater, but just do it. You would be surprised at how successful you will be. And if you're not successful at the first go around, And now people all over the world know what the Groove Temple is. So don't give up. And it ran for a long time, all the way since 1999. So um, that just lets you know how, I mean, that's over, you know, what, 1990? That's over 20 years now. So, yeah, I mean, I'm sure when you created that, you had no idea it was going to last that long. And look what it did. And that's just from, you know, hard work, determination, and not giving up after you didn't get that first phone call back when you, you know, tried to get into the radio station in college. So, you know, uh, hats off to you for hanging in there with that. Now we got to see how well you can hang in here with these questions that I'm about to ask you in our segment called Don't At Me. So I'm going to ask you a few rapid-fire questions. You'll give your answer, and then you'll just say, Don't At Me afterwards, you know, saying, look, that's my answer and you can't change my mind. See if uh, we can have some fun with this, which I'm sure we will. Oh, boy. All right. Here's the first one. Can you eat pizza for breakfast? 
Yes or no? Absolutely, yes. Nah, you're right. Actually, pizza, you can eat that any time of day. You know, breakfast, lunch, dinner, doesn't matter. My view. All right. Here's the next one. Long drive or long walk? Long drive. Why's that? Oh, because I walk with a cane. I don't think I mentioned that, but I do walk with a cane. (laughs) (laughs) Don't add me, bro. Perfect answer on that one. All right, here's a here's a good one. Is it pronounced coupon or coupon? Oh my God, coupon! Yes. Don't act cool. Yes, coupon. I don't. There's no Q in the word, so I don't know where that came from. So somewhere, some some angry person. Okay, Mike in Michigan is listening to this and he's saying, well, "What's wrong with saying coupon?" It's coupon. It's a C on okay. there, not a Q. What about new instead of... Wait, can you repeat that? Instead of new, it's new. It's more like a nasal, like, it's new. Like, no. Uh, no, it's new. No, it's, it's oh, just new. Okay. Uh-huh. It's just new people just reinventing the uh-huh. wheel. All right, here's the here's the next one. So, what's a better day for you to have? A rainy day at home with a book, sunny weather and at the beach, out to dinner with friends, or just stay at home with Netflix regardless of the weather? Kind of contemplate that one. It's just- I know it's like a it's a toss between the beach and just Netflix doesn't matter the it's the beach. I'm gonna go with beach. I'm gonna go with beach. Yes, and hopefully soon this whole Rona business yeah. can calm down and we can go back to the beaches safely. Because right now it ain't safe. I don't care if people are out there or not. It ain't safe out there. You should be careful. All right, here's the last one. All right, again making it tough on you. Who's more popular in Chicago? Michael Jordan or Barack Obama? Kind of playing again. Ah, uh, Like, but like, where in Chicago? <laughs> Are you talking about all in Chicago? Um, oh. Is that like asking? Is that like asking Cubs or White Sox? Kind of, but not really. I mean, oof. Who is more popular? Wow. Um, I'm. I'm. I'm going to say this, and don't at me. I'm going to say don't at me before I say it and after I say it. Okay. I'm going right. to say Jordan because Jordan has been famous longer than Barama Obak. Okay. Everybody, you know, I love both of them. But even with the documentaries I still haven't seen on Netflix or whatever it is, I'm going to say that Jordan is more 
popular than Obama. Don't at me, bro. Uh, all right, we're gonna we're gonna stick with that one, and we're going to give you the high buzzer applause because that was DJ Shiny playing "Don't at Me" exclusive here on the aftermath. The high buzzer applause. First time playing the game. Yeah. Well, listen, DJ Shiny, through all the little technical difficulties we we had with this. This still was a really, really informative and very good interview. Um, just getting insight on someone who has multiple chapters to a story that you're still writing to this day. Um, you're out there making it happen for yourself in many different avenues and not letting MS stop you one bit. I applaud you. And, you know, I'm just definitely proud of the things that you're doing. And I look forward to us talking again on air very soon. Thank you. This is the beauty of recording That sometimes you just have little audio issues It just happens sometimes Do we still got your DJ Shiny? You still there? Oh yeah you hear me or not? Okay Yeah it, it broke up on us again um, If you could just repeat what you just said It looks like we got it solved again If you could go ahead and just repeat what you said Yeah um, Just thank you so much for, for having me And this is the first time In, in a couple of years And you know I'm happy to to do it and uh what's your uh, your host or your co-host is like very silent and respectful but uh thank you for being for asking asking the questions that you did if you're still around um and shout out to everybody that's listening support these brothers and these sisters because they're doing they're kind of doing god's work because you know everybody needs a piece of the pie of uh of um, representation, you're, you're representing a different kind of demographic that you know needs to needs to have a seat at the table and needs to be heard. And I'm very honored that you invited me to uh, to to come and 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 talk to y'all. Oh yes, like I said, we definitely appreciate you coming on, and uh, like I said, look forward to talking talking to you again um, here real soon. Yes, sir. All right. Give it a high budget applause one more time here. Yeah. All right. Another aftermath in the book. Easy. Another dope interview with another great guest. How's it going? How you feeling? Uh, it's always good to have people like DJ Shawnee uh, on to talk about her experiences and just giving everybody some good candid advice. Yes, so we definitely appreciate that and appreciate that interview, all the insight. And, you know, it's like, I don't know, it's like, it's so interesting to talk to people who have these uh, these multi-layered stories where it's not just one thing that they do or two things. It's several things that they have their hands in. And then in her case where she's dealing with a disease that debilitates people, and she's like, that's not stopping me. I'm going to keep doing everything that it is that I'm doing, not stopping anything, and I'm going to just keep it moving. So it is it's great to it's great to see. So, it's, you know, I definitely like motivational things like that. So I'm glad that we could bring something like that to people who listen to the show. So definitely um, enjoy talking to her and, Look forward to having more conversations in the future. 
right, so, again, like I said, we got another aftermath in the books. Um, as far as the schedule for the rest of July, we have two more aftermaths that are scheduled right now, but you just never know who will pop in. But we do have two more uh, aftermaths for the rest of July. And we also work on bringing you more interesting guests in the month of August as well. All right, Easy, you got any uh, anything on your mind before we get up out of here? Make sure to tune into the live show. Make sure y'all hit up our podcast. Check those out. Thanks again to DJ Ashani. And we still got more amazing guests coming through the show. Yes, we do. So for now, if you haven't got your, like Easy was saying, have, if you haven't gotten your feel of the aftermath, we got a huge archive of things that you can catch up on. Just simply, you know, you can go to our blog talk site, blogtalkradio.com slash it's the radio show, or search it's the radio show on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. If you just search it's the radio show, we are there. And, you know, if you got some stuff going on around the house and you need something to listen to, we got plenty of episodes in the tank, including this great one that we just did. All right, so again, Check us out live Tuesday, 8 o'clock Eastern, blogtalkradio.com slash it's the radio show. Make sure y'all check out DJ Shiny at djshiny.com. And make sure that if you're in the Austin area and you find out she's doing a gig, make sure you go see her in person because she puts on a great show. Just know that. All right? So, again, we appreciate you here, me and EZ. I'm in 16. And you just listened to the radio show, The Aftermath. And we'll talk to y'all soon.